0: You're listening to Do What You Want Radio, a podcast series for creative entrepreneurs, freelancers, and those ready to learn how to do what they want. I'm your host, Jordan Heffler. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Do What You Want Radio. I'm here with Josh Owen of Comfy Stone Films, and we are in New Orleans today. Did oh, I do that right? Did oh, I introduce you, that. you? you okay? You did that so wonderfully. Oh my god! You talked like a radio host. You got so close to the mic; it sounded like Howard Stern.
1: Oh wow! I mean, you know, I just I just like to talk, so I guess it just naturally comes out. Well,
0: that'll be good for a podcast then. Oh, all right. So, Welcome to the podcast. yeah, tell me a little bit about what you do and what is Comfy Stone Films?
1: Uh, well, I'll go ahead and tell you. I don't. I have. I do so many random things. I don't really have an elevator pitch put together. Same. Time. <laughs> um, no. Uh, so, to, but I guess at the end of it all, uh, we are a video production company. New Orleans and um, we just kind of put things together and um, as far as uh, put things together as in we have a video production house that started in film and then eventually moved into commercial products and stuff like that and then um, it wasn't until we uh, got deep into it that we started doing all these different avenues so from video production we've also done we're also in the film world and we're also in the music world and so when people ask me, because a lot of times they, I, I talk to people and I say uh, they ask me what I do, and I say, oh, we're a video production house. They're kind of like, uh... And I'm like, oh, wait a second, we do more. Trust me, we do more. And I'm like, uh, we, uh so we do a... Uh, uh, we also are putting... We've been running an event called the Monday Movie Mingle. and saw that on your
0: Facebook page. So, yeah.
1: It's a thing that we basically have a uh, film event once a month where we help a local filmmaker or film enthusiast um, make a film. So we've had people from... Uh, filmmakers to uh, musicians, people that are interested in film, we've helped them produce a film, and uh, we produce one short film a month, and then we screen it at our offices, and uh, we have about 60-70 people on average that show up and uh, have different sponsors, beer sponsors, drink sponsors, fun things that happen, Um, and now we're just in the midst of trying to expand it, um, learn how to monetize it. Learn film
0: how to festival.
1: It you know, doing we, we've been doing something similar. Yeah. We did a little. Uh, we did a uh, film. Uh, it's like a uh, what do you call it? A 48-hour film festival. So okay. what what happens is is we give film. It's like it's like the chopped for filmmaking. So basically, we give filmmakers uh, a prop, a line and a character that they have to use in their films these little ingredients and they have to make a film in 48 hours using those ingredients and then at the end of it it's a competition series we have judges um and then the winner wins some prizes and what we've been doing is we've been having different local businesses sponsor the event and put like big easy bucha french truck coffee all these different businesses they put their products together and uh Make cool prizes uh, next year. I'm thinking we're gonna try and get a cash prize and stuff like that. You know, it's on the on the hush hush, but we'll see who who comes in and brings it in <laughs> on the hush hush. As you, know you know say, it as say it on the I, uh,
0: <laughs> As you say it on a podcast. Right. This, I'm is going this is secret. This is a
1: secret for everybody listening. You know, don't no one, no one tell anybody.
0: Well, tell me how you got into all this because you don't um, just go from nothing to like getting well, sponsors that, yeah, yeah. and hosting a $40 film festival. Well,
1: you know, they that's what they th- that's what you think, but in actuality, <laughs> sometimes you just start from nothing. Um, in the sense that, uh, no, we really did start out of nowhere. We were just in the, um, in the sense that we were two people. My, co- my co-founder, uh, business partner, he's from St. Louis, Missouri. He, was a, he went to film school, I went to music school um, locally. And so he was a filmmaker, I was a musician, a composer. And, um, and then we like joined forces for a documentary and then it worked out and so we kept doing film. And uh, for a while and then we're thinking oh okay well maybe we should start transitioning into business which was if you know anything about business in New Orleans it's a very it's not, a, it's not an easy business to just hop into you gotta know people here and so uh, switching into the whole commercial side of things we just kind of put our hand, head, heads together and just hit the grinding stone and it was uh, trial and tribulation after trial and tribulation after trial and tribulation um, but finally, we started to like we started to see our heads poke out the surface a little bit and we were starting to see some light daylight, but it took a long time of just building people. Uh, a lot of just and even them and a lot of it is just about just doing. I think a lot of the, the difference between what happened with us and what happens with a lot of people is a lot of people have aspirations and dreams, but they don't act on them. Mm-hmm. So they kind of think about something and they think, man, like it'd be so awesome to do this thing or that thing, but they never actually get around to doing it. Mm-hmm. And we were just thinking, this is a thing we need to do. Let's just do it. We don't know how to do it, but we can just, we just got to we just got to do it and figure it out as we go. A lot of people want to figure it out first and then do it, but we just said let's do it and then we'll figure it out along the way. So we just started making films no context. I'm
0: that way too. Yeah. Just kind of like Go for it, then figure out the kinks. Yep. Whereas other people like figure out the kinks their entire life and never do it.
1: Exactly. exactly.
0: Um, which I think I could do a little bit more in the middle, but mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm yeah. I'm all about like launching fast, and I'm right. like, oops, like yeah. typos, exactly. problems. Who cares? We'll yeah. figure it out. Um. Well, so you said that you studied music and mm-hmm. you were doing music. Did you ever ever have like an interest in film or cinematography as well, or was it kind of like
1: I mean, recent? yeah. So it was like it was definitely a thing where I had um. When I was growing up, I was always into a lot of things, a lot of arts and stuff, and um, even when I was in school for music, the second I got there and I had my saxophone and I was you know, just a kid with a sax and a dream, I looked around me, I saw these other kids with sax and, saxophones and dreams, and I thought, wow, uh, I definitely am not as dedicated as them. I was in the same class as uh, great band uh, bands as like, I don't know if you know a Naughty Professor, but they're a big time, they're probably the biggest local horn band that came out of the city in recent years and uh they were in my class and they were all stellar musicians because they practiced all the time and I thought and I was looking at it practicing some and then going and doing something Something else else, and doing this and I thought man I'm gonna be the best saxophone playing dancer slash musician slash uh composer slash artist. Mm -hmm. and you know I was in art at the time too and I did all these little things and um uh But I'd always had this passion for film and uh, film scoring and stuff like that and so I slowly pivoted into film music and I was thinking I was going to be a uh, a, uh, composer but then you get out you know trying to be a composer and in the city there's not really everybody's looking for opportunities yeah exactly so I uh, quickly transitioned into uh, location sound which is boom operating sound mixing for films recording the sound and mixing the sound in post and um, that's a very needed field in film a lot of people are uh, especially filmmakers are like I don't know what to do with sound. I don't know what to do about my sound. So uh, you become the saving grace in a sense and get your foot in the door quicker if you know how to do sound because not a lot of people do it.
0: Well, that's why I was a little intimidated doing this podcast with you. Once I started unpacking my stuff and you're like, oh, I do audio for a <laughs> living, and I'm like, welcome to my ratchet setup. <laughs> no, see, that's what I'm saying. I was like, oh, I'm
1: ready to help. What do you? What do you need? What do you need? You got this. Like... <laughs> you got. You need cardio mic. I got that. I got this. I got this. I got I have one mic,
0: but no, that's exciting. So how did that play into the film industry being so heavy in new orleans i know that isn't as much anymore but there was a time where it was like the hollywood of the south for a hot second well that's
1: what was interesting about it and when we did it and i guess that might have had like uh, that might have had an influence on why we started our company the way Mm -hmm. we did because we're a commercial we do a lot of local digital commercials Mm -hmm. um which, oh, that's probably a better way of me introducing my company next time. Uh, that's what I'll say. Um, but uh, yeah, so basically we do digital ad commercials now for local businesses, like video content, a very social media heavy kind of mm-hmm. stuff. Um, we got into the film game and I got out right as the tax credits got pulled away. Mm-hmm. And so all of that stuff went was, it was going like this, upwards, everybody I'm making an upward stricter <laughs> hand motion, and then it went downwards. And um, we were right on the downward trend. Mm-hmm. And then so um, just now it's starting to go back up because mm-hmm. the tax rate got put back in. And um, But at this point, I'm so out of it. I just can't even imagine myself getting back into it. Um, all these shows and stuff are happening. And a lot of friends of ours are doing them and a part of them. And we get asked to help out here and there. But uh, it's just kind of the thing where it's just we're not film strictly film anymore which we're, mm-hmm. but the, the the Monday movie mingle is something that we want to represent filmmaking in the city outside of those things because those things are all done by Hollywood even if right. even if it's here Hollywood still it's owns every bit it's still out of state of companies yeah. yeah exactly and so we want to have some we want to be the representation of what's homegrown here in New Orleans and what filmmaking is by the people of New Orleans and for the people of New Orleans so connecting with the Novaks and the film society and stuff like that mm-hmm. if you guys are listening I'm, I'm going to reach out real soon trust me you know we come but yeah you know so yeah so that's kind of the thing you know
0: well, not to harp too much on that, but like I'm still curious. like did you work on the set of anything cool or notable that was like
1: We did a lot of indie film. Okay. So like a lot of the things that we did were very uncool in the sense that like <laughs> um, uh, there was a lot of people trying to get their films. I mean, uh, I've, I've worked, I worked with a lot of uh, a, a lot of the people that are right there trying to get their films onto the next level. So the New Orleans Film Festival winner uh, last year uh, for the short film competition. Um, I worked on her film last year and uh, that's Zanda Shea Brown and then I'm also working on, I also just helped her do her next film uh, so I work with a lot of people that are um, on the cusp because mostly because I'm an audio guy but I don't want to be an audio guy on the films <laughs> it, it, you know it's just it's, the, being the audio guy is an interesting perspective because uh, you kind of are the guy you're, there's not a lot of creativity in the sense that You're the guy that gets there to make sure things that the audio is there. You're just your job is to make sure it it works. You're not
0: creating anything special, you're just kind of
1: not unless you're on La La Land. It works, yeah, it's it's kind of like that because, like, unless you're on something like La La Land where they had to have these creative problem solvings, because on La La Land they uh, did a lot of uh, uh, live performance, like, a lot of it was live singing and stuff like that. So every time they had a new set up they had to think okay how are we going to record this we got to do all these creative crazy creative ways of recording audio and doing all these interesting things um the bigger up and those bigger things like that you know they're going to be always going to have some challenges but with with the stuff that you know, that's around here you're just like all right everybody turn off the ac you know it's just like kind of that. Kind <laughs> that's of, you with know, my podcast yeah. i'm like all right
0: i'll run the dishwasher <laughs> yeah, after we're done. exactly exactly because <laughs> yeah. i'm just at you know, home don't want
1: that like random background noise or whatever so
0: that's interesting uh, though well I guess I'll get it out of the way. Get it out of the way now and say that I don't know anything about film. I get made fun of a lot because oh. my favorite movies are like Napoleon Dynamite, Eight Mile, and The Da Vinci Code.
1: Oh man, but Eight Mile is a good movie. <laughs> I I,
0: I, and I do graphic design at a theater in Baton Rouge, mm-hmm. and they show a lot of like because it's a nonprofit theater and performing arts theater and such. The movies that they show there are very indie, up and coming, mm-hmm. or like mm-hmm. cult classics mm-hmm. or local filmmaker mm. whatever and I, it's funny because when I have to design the posters and stuff I never know what we're talking and everyone's like oh it has that one actress or that one thing or it won an Oscar I'm like I don't know the difference between an Oscar and an Emmy and the Grammy and the Tony and the, uh, the Golden the Grammy,
1: Globe that, <laughs> one, that one's music I'll you that do one do you know what I mean like yeah. I'm bad
0: with music I, uh, or I know music I'm bad with film so yeah. talking to you about like mm. even just La La Land I'm like yeah, yeah I never saw that oops Ooh. I'm bad about it and then I uh, see movies and I'm like I don't know what I'm supposed to be getting out of this mm. like I feel like I'm hard to please in mm. movies.
1: I mean, I think that's a good thing, though. I mean, I think that you every not everybody can be a part of everything, and I think that a being this is true a, admitting to it and someone a, needs to be and like being a sponge of it is movies. cool. Yeah. yeah,
0: And being a SpongeBob oh. movie fan.
1: Oh, oh. <laughs> ah. Uh,
0: um, yeah, I'll I'll end on that note. But no, so that's very interesting though. I don't think people I when I do see a movie though as a photographer, uh, uh, I think I think that's why I don't like movies so much because I can't uh, I can't listen I can't pay attention to the sound or the um, the storyline because I'm so focused on like that camera angle was cool. I wonder how they got there. Or what's the lighting or like what's the catch light in the guy's uh, glasses for the lighting? Uh, I'm thinking photography, uh, and so I don't think people really think about audio uh, uh, as much. Like you just take uh, it for granted. But yeah. now that you mentioned all that stuff about like. Live recording on oh, la land and it, all that.
1: It gets so deep. It's
0: gonna make me think. Yeah. How do they do that? Like how yeah. do? Th- and I do wonder sometimes even just like mm-hmm. with the Kardashians or something, I don't know. The way they things are edited together and I'm like, did they really laugh at that time? Or like mm-hmm. did they edit a laugh in oh, to make man. that seem funny? Stupid stuff like that. But oh, okay. it is interesting yeah. that audio is like a full-blown oh, man. industry that yeah. like I just don't know anything about. Well, yeah,
1: I mean, you just said so many things right there. It's just like, um, <laughs> uh, just on the one thing, I think uh, there's this guy that Charlie Brooker, he does a lot of good, like, uh, I think he, isn't he the guy that does, I think he does uh, Black Mirror now. Uh, I think he's the writer I've for it. I've seen one episode of that, but I think it's oh, great. Yeah. yeah, well, you know, it's a, it's a, yeah, that's, Need that's to get a in a on day, that. you know, that, you know, it's, um, it's just another one of those things. I mean, oh man, I'm so bad about shows, but, um, uh, but he had this one good segment about reality TV show and how it's made and stuff, and it's just a lot of it is so much of it's done in editing, so you're exactly right. They'll just take the audio and splice it into context, make the new context, yeah, and make things seem weird, and, and, uh, It's just that's why I would never want to be on one of those shows because who knows what I mean? Sure, you know what you're gonna act like. Maybe you do, and maybe even don't. But they're gonna make you You fit their narrative the best. You know, right? Like I don't watch
0: The Bachelor or any of those types of things, but I always hear about like people be being like, "I was portrayed as a villain, and I didn't even know until like uh, it came out, and then people like America hates you, and you're like, I didn't do anything. It's just that's the way that you were edited. So it's really interesting because I think about that with photos. Like I edit photos. Obviously, Mm -hmm. I might edit out like a light pole or Mm -hmm. like. Take out a zit or make someone like mm. look tanner or whatever, and like mm. there's the same thing with audio and oh, man. film I mean, and all that, and you just don't even think about and it.
1: Photography, you're like on a whole new road because especially now it's become a big industry as far as everybody is trying to get into photography, and now especially just mm-hmm. like the way insta, the advent of Instagram, everybody's trying to doctor their photos, make them look better than they actually are. I mean, you know, there's a whole meme on it on, now. I have
0: an online workshop for this stuff if you're interested.
1: <laughs> 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 yeah, follow that, follow that on, plug <laughs> right it, You know, do what saying? you want uh, workshops. <laughs> But Um, yeah,
0: it's true, and it's because it goes into marketing and branding and how you see yourself versus how you actually look and how you want yourself to look. Oh
1: man, it's fascinating. I see some people in real life, and and then I look at their Instagrams, and I think, oh my, that's two different people. That's not even the same person. What are you trying to achieve? I mean, I don't know. I mean, because because some people do it, but they have no brand. I mean, like they're not selling anything, or not trying to Mm attain anything. I don't know even what the purpose is. You know, so.
0: But you Interesting. know, God bless.
1: God bless. You know, I know, right? So, you know, Do what you so want. You know, <laughs> you know if that's that's your kicks. You know, I can't really say no to that. So I'm I'm down about it. I just never, for me personally, I've never been one to personally. I, you know, to me, for me, and maybe you can answer this to me. Is like is the fascination? I mean, not even a fascination, but just I'm not one to pick up a phone and turn it this way and like look at it Do a and start just anything. Like just. To the phone, whether it's talk to the phone, look at the phone. I mean, even you know, I've had to pick up Snapchat because that's just the way of the communication. Right. That if as a single man, you and you have, in there are single women, you tend to communicate with those fashions, and mm-hmm. but that's the only time I do it, and and then and to me, it seems manufactured even still, especially even when I'm out and about, and I can't imagine like as my business taking that a step further you know doing that for my business on a daily basis yeah. like trying to promote my brand but you like people especially like creatives feel the need and the desire to really to promote that mm-hmm. a part of themselves
0: well yeah. it's i talk about this with people sometimes because i get asked the question a lot i'm very like open and mm-hmm. i talk on my instagram stories and i can public speak all day i don't care i'm not nervous about it yeah but i am still self-conscious about like the way i Look or, like, oh, I'm only going to have video this side of my face, oh. or, like, oh, my acne mm-hmm. today. But there's a, there's a level of it that, like, it's just personality marketing. Like, yeah. the more I started doing that, the more people mm. started becoming invested in random things throughout my day that I didn't think were interesting. But mm. then I was like, well, if people are going to respond mm. to me about this, then I'll just put it out there again. And then it's been kind of funny because it's created this weird little community where people mm-hmm. know, like I was telling you before we even started, I assume everyone just kind of already knows
1: my whole internet spiel
0: because I share so much yeah. on the internet. Yeah. Not everyone watches everything I put out there or looks yeah. at everything, but you just kind of start creating this little community with people mm-hmm. on the internet mm-hmm. where you're like, Oh yeah, like I don't know who you are, but like you know exactly what kind of couch I just bought or whatever because I'm like here yeah. shopping and yeah. it's so weird, but it's so like you create a monster once you start because yeah. then people wonder where you went when you stop. That's and then, then you have to keep spot. up with it. Yeah. And then it's like I don't feel like keeping up with this right now. Like I don't wanna be here. I don't have mm-hmm. to talk. And even the other day I had to get on there and be like, Hello, mm-hmm. Because I hate summer. I don't do anything all summer. It's like, meh. I hate summertime. <laughs> so I don't feel like it inspired. Well, you are I wanna, in the deep
1: south. Yeah. I don't want
0: to yeah. do anything. Yeah. So I had to like get on the other day and be like, hello, like. I'm here. Oh, everybody, just, wow. the, just, you know, That's my, my That's my
1: fear. That's why I don't want to happen to me. I, 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 I just, I'm like i scared of that moment just because, yeah, I just... Well, it does sound. Know, because... But, I, but I, I imagine there are great things about it, and I'm sure you're having a wonderful time. Uh, yeah, but as a creative
0: doing. person, I just uh. want my art and the things I make to speak for itself. But it's a yeah. that's hard. And so to supplement it I'm... with, like, turning the camera around and being like, okay, well, I take all these great photos that I think are cool, but obviously mm-hmm. you don't care about them, but right. you care about the selfie I took where I'm talking about my new dog. Like, Why?
1: But do people do you, not? Care? But you, then you feel like, but you feel like you're getting, but you do feel like you're getting benefit out of doing that. Like you feel like, like, you feel like there's a sense of.
0: I do because then I feel like people feel. It's not like it's like a a scam or like a scheme. Mm. It's like, but people like I think it's true. I think people are more apt to hire me or to want to work mm. with me because they have felt like they were a part of
1: wow. something I mean, I'm doing. That's definitely interesting. I, I think that makes sense. I mean, kind of what you're already doing is you're doing a low ROI return on mm. investment. Um, meaning you are doing something without any heavy investment into it, and you're getting returns in the sense that because mm. like in my industry i'm all I'm preaching to people um let's do small form video to get people aware of who you are that's something that's outside of your business so mm-hmm. you're doing something that's outside, outside of photography mm-hmm. and you're getting business because of it because people are becoming invested in you the human being you're right. creating your brand as a human well, and getting people invested in you and then they're buying into your photography because they know you and they trust you and that's developing that's trust That's true and, it and it's interesting
0: know. though because I'm just one person but you yeah. see it all the time you see like I don't know like my boyfriend works for Community Coffee and you see Community Coffee as a business mm-hmm. put out a video about how they mm-hmm. help military veterans oh, and yeah, people yeah, are yeah. like wow like that's so cool they do that yeah. and it's the same thing. It's yeah. just they're not just one person, right. but it's like someone like me being like, "This is what I did this weekend." Yeah. But people think of it differently because they don't think of a person as a brand. Right. And you sound pretentious saying like, "I'm a brand," but like if my business mm-hmm. is literally Jordan Half Photography LLC, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. it's me, it's my name, mm-hmm. it's my face. Mm-hmm. So what I'm doing is relevant to yeah. my business yeah. in a way. It's just bizarre it's so personal.
1: Oh, I just had like an epiphany. It was crazy because like yeah, you're because even now i'm thinking about it we started on instagram so one time i uh i don't know we had been talking about this idea for a long time about me walking in, walking around with a microphone in my hands and i don't know if you've seen our instagram but basically on, on our instagram i just uh on our comfy stone, it's comfy stone films if anyone uh, wants to yeah know, i'll link it in the show believe. notes for sure um so i don't i so randomly we all we've always been fascinated with street interviews um and so we decided we would just start doing it and uh so basically, all what I do is I just we just film me walking up to random people and asking them if they know about Comfy Stone, and we try and like convince, try and get people to, because of the whole camera setup, we try and get them to agree to Comfy Stone being a real entity, and whether it's like a coffee shop or mm-hmm. whatever it is, and we're just kind of I'm basically out there trolling people and we go to like especially when we go to like festivals like we went to Bayou Boogaloo we went to uh, French Quarter Fest and stuff like that and just interviewed people and you get such crazy characters I mean I'm talking some especially Bayou Boogaloo well I was also just like it's New Orleans so yeah. like
0: anything on the streets of New Orleans can be like
1: wild. I mean there's that one guy I don't know if you've seen his is the what's that French Quarter Confessions have you seen that one no oh man um, you, know, you uh, I'm gonna link that oh no, yeah oh no yeah TV. well uh, Jordan's mom don't watch that <laughs> um uh, but yeah um uh but yeah so we started we did one of those and then everybody just started coming up to me it's like oh my god you got to do another one of those and I was like okay so then we just kept doing them and now uh we're just doing them all the time but, but, and people love them, and I'm just so, in a weird way, yeah, I'm falling into the same trap.
0: Yeah, it's help. like rogue marketing. It's like guerrilla marketing or yeah. whatever.
1: You're just out there, like, but people like making the people. yourself they seen. They like the face. They like the people. They like you. Well, they brand do. Brand.
0: And I, I feel like, sorry, dudes, but it might be easier for me as a female, because, like, mm-hmm. when people want to hire me to take photos of, like, their baby or something, mm-hmm. I think me being so, like, mm-hmm. my face is on my Instagram so much. People, people feel comfortable inviting mm-hmm. me into their home, coming to take pictures of their family Mm. or their event or whatever and sometimes I feel like as professional as it might look to just have your Mm -hmm. work people want to know who you are especially if they're trying to hire you for something that might be important to them or whatever and I think as like a a female it can be easier sometimes especially when it's like families or children Mm -hmm. and I don't do a whole lot of that but Um, I think just having me on my Instagram smiling and talking and Mm -hmm. doing things makes Mm -hmm. people feel comfortable and Mm. they're invested in whatever I'm doing enough to want to hire me. Mm. And I can't speak for everyone because that's not how everyone's business Mm. needs to operate. Mm -hmm. It's only if you're comfortable doing it. If you're uncomfortable doing it, it's going to show and it'll probably (laughs) turn people away. Um, But I definitely don't think there's anything wrong with it. It's just you do create a monster.
1: Yeah. No, it's true. I've seen it. I've seen it. It's it's rough. I can see it. Yeah.
0: Well, I want to know more about, like, the commercial-style, like, film stuff that y'all do, because I know I do, like, commercial-style photography, and people don't mm-hmm. understand what that means. They mm-hmm. think, like, the word commercial means, like, commercial, like a TV commercial. Mm-hmm. And I mean it as, like, I'm making, I'm, like, helping a brand identify mm-hmm. themselves through, like, mm-hmm. visuals yeah. of photography. Yeah. So what's it like working with companies yeah. that way doing yeah. film?
1: It's definitely interesting, because I guess, yeah, you're right, like, I can say that, and people especially when I say that it gets really confusing because they're like oh you filmed a commercial <laughs> commercial and you're like well I don't do like commercial I mean even sometimes though some of our clients put our stuff on TV mm-hmm. we're working with a, a window company right now and they're going to put them on TV and I'm like okay um but uh yeah i think mostly for us we try and find cool products and brands uh french truck for instance mm-hmm. uh, i just walked into, i saw that
0: one that you emailed oh
1: uh, yeah yeah i actually walked into their stores today and i saw you know those little things on the table the little foldable mm-hmm. things they it's a screenshot from the video and i was like ah, i just shot everybody's just looking at my video all right that's, that's just cool. all right that's feels i mean that's the first time that's i mean you know we've done it for other clients and our work's been on the billboards and stuff but Uh, I think when it's – but for someone actually that's cool and we like a lot, like French truck coffee, uh, we're just like, oh, yeah, that's what's up. So so that was definitely a big feeling. But basically, yeah, we specifically focus on uh, storytelling and branding through social channels, uh, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and we try and produce a video – um, with I kind of the target like we you know it kind of goes around the board but basically the ideal is for instance when we did that video for French Truck we did a four, uh, we did a video that was broken up into four part series that could be shot and uh, edited and, and disseminated over a month period of time mm-hmm. uh, promoting their new summer blend and we hired a couple of actresses and and then had an actor as a, uh, his first time acting and then um basically just shot a bunch of this one we didn't have any audio it was just basically different good-looking shots of good-looking people hanging out in summer and that was it and that's just kind of the capturing that essence um really simple style we use a dslr2 gh5 you know um, nothing too fancy uh we don't run out there with big Alexas or uh, which is like the big production camera um or anything like that we just run we just run very small and simple but i think that's ultimately what but that's not the most important part i think the most important part is everything before that day Mm -hmm. which is the pre-production and the storytelling the script writing like we write the scripts we make sure that they have uh, a meaning that's gonna hit people and make people drive the point home of whatever we're doing and um, we make sure that the looks are good we have a good you know as far as like set wardrobe those kind of things and fit that fit the brand and so that's all very much within the line of what we help and do and especially with our ideal clients some clients you know some clients just want to sit down and interview and you can't tell them no so you mm. just gotta go okay you know i'm talking to you uh universities you know <laughs> pick, pick up your game um well there are some universities that are getting pretty cool but you know that and we also do a lot of documentary work here too it's just bringing we try and bring filmmaking to the commercial world and i mean there are people that kind of do it but they don't really do it in a way that reflects both an understanding of filmmaking and also understanding of what it takes to sell something true commercially like marketing true and having those two mindsets is really important it took us a long time to like to figure those two out um, especially in new Orleans, because it's very like, it's very backwards here people don't really know uh the skills um to get to the next level and even still uh, I've, I had a, I was talking to a, uh, cl- uh, a friend of mine yesterday we were just talking and she is she runs a uh, pet costume company that is really getting on the up and up they're in a lot of stores now petsmart they just made a deal with Walmart but um, uh, but what I was saying is is she won't hire talent locally because um, there's definitely a layer of unprofessionalism that exists within the city we definitely have a brain drain of like creatives and marketing types the thing about new orleans is everybody gets good enough in here to feel like they can leave and go to another city and and take their talents elsewhere
0: that's the same with baton rouge oh well it's worse there though because it's smaller it's it's a rough i was talking to someone about this the other day it's rough because it's like you want to love your city and be there and be Mm -hmm. one of the people who helps make it grow Mm -hmm. but it's also like not like your problem (laughs) Mm. so it's like at what point do you just like say screw it and leave i don't know i i've never felt like i was going to live in louisiana Mm. long term Mm. um especially not baton rouge and i'm Mm. just still there i've always loved new orleans but it's interesting to hear that you think the same way about here because then it makes me think is it louisiana as a whole or is every city and everyone just feels that way about the city they currently live in
1: i don't know i mean because so my point i mean if you look at new orleans and i've and what was the it's the big realization in my mind that i realized that there are there is a way things get done in new orleans in specific because even in like baton rouge uh, there's, there's this guy who have you ever heard of the company moxie
0: there's like a boutique called moxie i don't know <laughs> oh well they're
1: a really interesting company they, they spawned out of uh baton rouge but one of their founders um originally started the e-commerce group in baton rouge and there was all these e-commerce companies that got together and Uh, I was like, oh my god, companies getting together that sounds crazy, you know, because in New Orleans, we have the, it's just this weird mentality, if you think about it New Orleans is such an interesting place because we. uh, one thing that I always said to people was, no matter who you are, you'll find a little something here in New Orleans for Mm -hmm. you because there's a little bit of something for everybody, there's all these little different communities, Mm -hmm. but it's one of the only cities where these there's all these little segmented communities that live separate from each other so if you're here for a while, you'll notice there's the bywater and the bywater people are very different than the uptown people, and the uptown people are a little bit different than the mid they're kind of yeah. like a combination of the two and then you got all the people out in like the chalmets and the other places that are kind of like tertiaries the meteries it's very
0: like, tribal
1: and it's very tribal and everybody that lives in their neighborhood like people move to the neighborhood that fits them best and that's their neighborhood i yeah. mean you'll have some people that like hang out at the bywater bars but like I, I live in uptown and I don't ever, I very rarely go to, to the Bywater and we have it's Bywater so people in interesting because it's like uptown. I
0: come to New Orleans all the time. I would love to live yeah. here. I've never felt like more at home in any other city. Yeah. I grew up in Phoenix and I, whole family's from Louisiana, but I've always loved New Orleans so much. But the more I come to work here and visit and whatever, because I'm here all the time, I come mm. all the time, the more I'm still just like, it's, <laughs> it's still, it doesn't feel that much bigger than Baton Rouge, really. I yeah. mean, it's like, at first I was like it's another big city it's yeah. whatever and it's got lots of history and culture and stuff don't get me wrong and there's stuff to do here more depending on what you're trying to do there's yeah. more or less to do here than Baton Rouge but a lot more if you're
1: into music right a well music for me I'm yeah.
0: here all the time going to concerts oh nice but I will say like from the outside point of view it just doesn't look that big Mm -hmm. now but now that you're saying that it's like segmented little areas I totally know what you mean Mm -hmm. I stay with my friend in Lakeview every time I come and Lakeview people are the same people as Mandeville people Mm -hmm. and (laughs) it's just they're on this side of the the lake and and then like like you said the Bywater people are separate and I remember once I went to go eat um at some restaurant, and this old man was like, "Are you from Kenner or Mid City?" And I was like, "Are those the only two options? Like, I'm from Baton Rouge."
1: <laughs> like, literally, he ah, was that's, like, like, "That's basically Kenner."
0: Yeah, it was just so interesting. But it's yeah. funny you say that. And it's, mm. I like I said, I had this conversation with someone the other mm. day because I'm like, mm. kind of reaching the point where I'm like, I'm I'm struggling to love Baton Rouge. I've tried to grow where I'm planted and be there and make mm-hmm. the best of it, but it's mm-hmm. it's starting to wear on me because mm. it's just so behind on so many things. And I want to be one of those mm. people who helps. Like, with my business and what I do and mm-hmm. the creative community, I want to help move it forward, mm-hmm. but it's like, sometimes it's like, I'm not
1: mm-hmm. gonna
0: sit around and wait on mm-hmm. this. Like, it's not my, mm-hmm. my problem to do that, but mm-hmm. a lot of businesses try to do their own thing separately, and no one wants to come together, and mm-hmm. everyone's always harping about, like, collaborate over competition, whatever, but, like, people don't truly know what the word collaboration means mm-hmm. because everyone just wants to get you to do something for them for free, mm-hmm. and that's not what collaborating is, no. and yeah. so I feel like... Baton Rouge, maybe New Orleans, too, lacks that collaboration mm. effect where, like you said, like businesses coming together to do this, that, and the other. Yeah. And I think people are always trying to start it, but then someone else is trying to start the same thing and then someone yeah. else is trying to start the same thing. Yeah. And yeah. it's just bizarre.
1: Well, it's def- Well, that's the hard part about when you have a lot of tribes is when you want to... If you are somebody that wants to start that, it's hard to get out of your tribe because, like, mm-hmm. you're... Well, because
0: you've built your tribe.
1: Yeah, and it's hard to get the other communities involved in the thing that you're... Start- I've seen so many people try and start and... Whatever meetup and start, especially like the entrepreneurial scene here. Mm-hmm. I've seen so many people try and start their own thing, and it always kind of goes up and down, and then it kind of fizzles out. And even with our movie night, um, it, it really was like unprecedented that we were able to. I mean, it's one of the few th- places in the city where you can where you can see people from all different walks of life, Pe- whether it's students, Bywater people, Mid City people, people from Kenner. Just people of all walks of life show up to that event. Even people from out of state will show up to that event. We have one guy that comes in every time he's stationed here in New Orleans. He's in the military, and every time he's stationed here, he comes to our event. And so it's definitely like, it's definitely something that we know as a gem. And that's, I mean, that is the that is what we aim for it to be. It's the peak of collaboration because right. we want we're trying to get all these organizations involved and make it a portion of. I mean, we put it in the central downtown hub for better or for worse. Some people hate it, some people love it. You know, in the sense that where we are in downtown, so that means it's the central hub for all of these locations mm-hmm. because they all have to come to this one location. I mean, they don't. Want, they, people don't like parking, but you know, God bless. You know, we all, we all can. You know, yes, I park at you Harris. Know, you know what I'm saying? Minutes. We can't all play in, for 30 minutes at Harris, but you know. Sorry if you're not 21. <laughs> yeah. but
0: um,
1: but yeah. So I mean, it's interesting to hear you say that about Baton Rouge because. I'll tell you too. um, As far as pricing is concerned, I've been just in the last couple weeks have been getting RFPS from people out of state and in different cities. I mean, smaller cities like we're talking, like Pensacola, Mobile, like these smaller cities. People are sending me RFPS and offer and and taking more money for a job uh, than most companies here are even would even bat an eye at me for and. we do work with a lot of small businesses around here, but even the larger businesses um, that have the money for it aren't looking for a quality product that even right. that we're even providing. So it's like I either have to take I either take the client that I know is going to make a cool video, but not as much money, or I have to take the client that's going to make a co- that's not going to make a cool video and try and get a little bit more money.
0: I know. I have that conversation a lot. I, I feel as if um, Baton Rouge has a lot of small businesses and companies like I just said because there's like I'm a small business and there's a lot of people like me and freelancers and small business boutiques and restaurants and whatever but none of them realize how much money they're supposed to be spending on things so mm-hmm. when I quote people I get a lot of like you're out of my price range or I can't mm-hmm. afford that or, mm-hmm. or I end up doing a favor for someone but then Baton is so small then everyone hears that I did it for that price mm-hmm. and then it's like you can't mm-hmm. and it's so bizarre because then it's like I hear about other people in other cities having opportunities for the same type of work but mm. with clients that seem to understand that's like the industry standard rate mm. and so it's strange because it's like you said it's kind of backwards around here not, mm. not that I'm trying to like scam everybody out of their money but I just try to charge for like photography and stuff like what the industry standard is. I do a lot of research Mm -hmm. on my rates and Mm -hmm. I still find that like a lot of businesses who should be the ones that have the money to invest Mm -hmm. in imagery because it's the same thing Mm -hmm. as like Mm -hmm. I don't know people will spend eight grand on a wedding Mm -hmm. but then they won't spend $200 on their business photos Mm -hmm. and I'm like how like that's an investment that'll actually make you money. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Why are you gonna go spend thousand dollars at a plantation for your wedding which I don't shoot weddings which is why I hate the whole industry because it's so inflated but then I can shoot this whole commercial campaign for you and the money that you spend yeah. will be an investment on imagery that will help yeah. you in return get right. more money right. with business right. but it's right. like they want to try to talk you down and everyone's yeah. like so cheap it's so weird.
1: As somebody put it to me best that I don't know this may be the same Baton Rouge but uh, New Orleans is a very instant gratification culture yeah. and they don't see into the future very very deeply and they will, they so video photography. These are things that are extensions of marketing campaigns mm-hmm. that in should in essence make them more money because it's creating credibility in their brand and making them look uh, trustworthy to whether it's a consumer or another business, whether they're B two C B two B, and that should ultimately be in tandem with whatever campaign they're doing to make them more money. But that's something that doesn't happen after you shoot the photo after you put the money down to pay for the photo it happens after you've sent the campaign out and, and built the later. brand exactly. with those things exactly
0: well it seems like businesses always have marketing budgets but i don't know what they use them on because they're not using them on me yeah <laughs> i don't know
1: i mean that's something that you know Then i i i often wonder i mean i just you know i just think that i mean well i mean i know that for instance you know there's plenty of them that are still stuck in old me- old media you know i mean yeah. this the, this uh, this window you know this window company is spending tons of money that on on their windows to be put on TV and I'm thinking how many people do you even know they don't even know the number they well one it, one that, the first thing that shocks me is a lot of companies don't know their demographics to a T they don't know who buys their windows they don't know what that what their customer looks like they don't know um, any of the details about how many you know re, how many people bought their windows because of their television commercials, and you know, right. This is something that could lead. You know, this is something that's on its way out. Like TV is like slowly on it dwindling. You know, in it's and its viewership and you know social media is on the rise. That should be your number one focus. You know, but it's like, I mean, and you, but if you're able to spend money in six different t- television stations, you should have enough money to take a full-fledged social media That's campaign what that, like, blows I had, people out of the water. I know? had
0: a whole conversation with another guy that I recorded a podcast with. I have not released it yet, and I don't know when this is coming out versus when he's this is coming out, but we talked about billboards. Yeah. Businesses love to spend thousands of dollars on billboards, but they won't spend, like, $200 to give mm. me to take a picture to put on that billboard. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> They'll have this, like, stupid stock photo, uh, but they're paying thousands of dollars to put on this billboard, and I'm like, why don't you just How much spend... do you think they put on the spend on that? I don't know. Like, billboards are not cheap.
1: Yeah, because you know that's that is a funny thing but then
0: you you can't even tell people who are driving 80 miles an hour past them and I'm not like dogging yeah. billboards because I do think that they work to an extent but like that yeah. shouldn't be where you put all your eggs in yeah. that basket like especially in this film oh, like yeah. this um age of digital media where you can literally use Instagram and Facebook and Twitter all those things and you depending can track on your that. brand you and you can't can track, track it a billboard and it's Somewhat free. You still can. You have to pay to, you know, get them seen. But either way, you you have control over building your own yeah. branded audience versus like spending your entire mm-hmm. year's budget on like one billboard yeah. on the highway.
1: Yeah.
0: That like you can only put ten words on, yeah. in one photo, and yeah. it's just like there's so many other creative ways to like market yeah. and advertise. You can cross market with other people. You can host giveaways. You can, you know, maybe even like magazine ads aren't that popular anymore, but even that's better. And so I just wonder if you have money, like if I know a business has a billboard, I know they have a budget. And then I always laugh when they say I'm too expensive Mm. because I'm like, I don't understand where you're getting the imagery to put on this billboard then.
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) If you're not paying photographers for it or videographers or whatever. So it's just interesting to me how that, that age of marketing is just as vague because you don't you can't track how many people yeah. drove by and saw it and thought, I'm gonna go buy that window. Yeah. But then people are hesitant to put money into influencer marketing or building their own website or whatever, and those are things that you can actually track. Yeah. So
1: It's a weird catch-22 because um, there aren't a lot of creatives here due to the fact that there's not a lot of opportunity, and there's mm-hmm. not a lot of opportunity because there's not a lot of creatives here. Yeah. And so it's just like this weird, I mean, you have all these companies that just can't find good creative. Like, I, I can't even think... If I'm looking at the city of New Orleans and I'm thinking what company has the best branding in the city of New Orleans, it might be French Truck. Like, I yeah. can't really think of many companies that... I mean, <clears throat> I mean, even Crew Glasses mm-hmm. has good branding in a sense, but, I mean, to me, I, I, think, I think Crew... Uh, had a better marketing plan than they had a better branding in the sense that like yeah it was kind of upscale and it looks nice um, but they put they invested so much money they 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 injected themselves into the culture to the <laughs> point where if you didn't have those glasses you were missing out like they have this FOMO thing that is on a next level which yeah is their like, brand
0: is very like coveted well they've got really them. great branding with them. Um, with, like, celebrity culture. All the right people are wearing them. So it's yeah. bigger than New Orleans, but it's so painfully New Orleans, the brand, which is... Yeah. So if you live anywhere else and you know, like, oh, that's a New Orleans brand because that's, like, so heavily part of their branding, but it's so, like, also... Yeah. ...high fashion, almost? Yeah, exactly. Um, it's
1: it's high fashion, and, like, that's just a first for New Orleans. Yeah. I mean, yeah. When, what, what high society thing does New Orleans have, you know, besides crew, you know? Right. I mean, maybe the Ace Hotel's getting there, you know? But... Yeah. But French Truck, I will say has some of the first branding in the city that isn't related to New Orleans in some way. And it's strong. And it's strong. It's it's yeah. not, it's just... I mean sure there's a French influence in New Orleans but it's not directly related to But their to branding's New not even It's a truck, French you know? at all. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, it's just a truck. I mean, well, the truck and that truck is a fr- like so the Right, truck but the they could have
0: like, gone so like literal with that. Yeah. They could have had like all of their menu names in like French or they could exactly. have put like Eiffel Tower things everywhere or whatever, but they yeah, didn't, you know. And, yeah,
1: exactly. And their and it's interesting to me is their coffee is very like if you ever go in there, it's very like, uppity like I mean, you don't mm-hmm. order an iced coffee there. You order an OG drip or a New it's Orleans not iced cheap. coffee. Yeah, you know? it's like and an it's eight not cheap. cup of coffee. You can, you yeah. know, it's one of those places where they're where you are like. I'll have an iced coffee, and you are like, "Well, you want the the OG drip?" And I'm like, "What the hell is it?" Like you same. know,
0: same. And then I it's can't... like that will be ten like, dollars. I don't know what
1: it's got, <laughs> I but, like. Oh, yeah. well, but but I mean, it's good coffee. I mean, like it is. It's a place that like measures your coffee for you, and it's like this. That's you know, that's well, I'll cool. say
0: like. They just opened one in Baton Rouge oh, a right. year ago, right yeah. down the street from my house, and it's a bright yellow wall, mm-hmm. and I take so many photos at that wall because businesses like that that have strong, bold branding, like, it it pays off in the community right. because everyone's now like, oh, where'd you take that picture with that mm-hmm. yellow background? Like, oh, friends truck, and then now, you know, yeah. 16-year-old girls taking her sweet 16 pictures there, and then she's getting a coffee with her friends afterwards, mm-hmm. and so it's, like, turning into this, like, yeah. and it's not genius. It's not, like, yeah. a new, like, concept. It's just strong branding and I wish other businesses like paid attention to that and um well it's it's just just not happening as fast around here well well, that's
1: the interest I would be interested to know about how it is in Baton Rouge because in New Orleans the problem is so the the main problem with New Orleans New Orleans is its boat is is its biggest asset and its worst enemy because the problem is the reason why there's not good branding there's not a lot of good branding agencies there's not a lot of good branding in general in the city is if you look at all the companies that are in New Orleans half of them are, are over half of them 90% of them their branding is New Orleans branding you know they're just yeah, uh, they're, some, just they're a second line brewing thing. this thing that's related to New Orleans because I mean for better or for worse New Orleans ha- in its entire history has had its first mayor that wasn't born in New Orleans and oh, that's really? LaToya Cantrell she's the first and she's you know, was seen as a hardened uh, mayor from, from within the city, but she was actually born in California, and it's a, been a big precedent that you know we've had a, a, this mayor that's not New Orleanian. But it's just like you know, everything that you do in New Orleans has to feel like you're do you're you're a part of New Orleans. They won't accept something right. that's not
0: well. And tourism is so big here that like exactly everything it. that exists within the city to, is like the city. Yeah, um, I, I've never really thought about that, but you're so right. But that's what I always say. Like everything. Yeah. In Louisiana is purple and gold. EAUX mm, yeah. like Tiger. Yeah. This like Tiger Truck Stop. Tiger mm. Donuts. Ti- I mean, there's nothing wrong with it, but it's just that's a thing. It's mm. like everyone has pride in it. But then yeah. when everyone's doing it, it's hard to stick
1: out yeah. with your branding. Exactly.
0: Yeah. But I, I mean, totally it's feel not. That.
1: I mean, but then you come out as French truck and then you just take the world by storm because.
0: Yeah. All you need you know, is a yellow wall. That's all
1: you, that's all all you need. All the walls
0: should yeah. be yellow. You got that
1: yellow hard drive. Uh, yellow
0: is yeah. one of my brand colors. That's why I'm yeah. always there. French yeah. truck, I probably need to like just invest some stock in you or something because I'm just yeah. always oh, at the yeah. yellow
1: oh, nice. wall. Yeah. Put that plug in there. Always. Get that French truck in there. Oh. They're easy. Yeah. They're easy to get to.
0: Well, we got on like a big old rant about all kinds of stuff. But yeah. I liked it though because you're very insightful and I like. Oh, I'm nerdy about talking about creative things like that. And I feel like. It never happens Mm, mm. with the microphone, even though that's why I started this podcast. Hmm. But where can everyone find Comfy Stone Films and hire you, see your stuff, do all that Um, jazz?
1: uh, I guess the best place to find us is first going on Instagram. So Mm -hmm. at Comfy Stone Films that's probably like where you see all of our brand stuff. It depends on who you are. You know, if you want to just see fun stuff. At Comfy Stone Films. I didn't even talk about The Cozy Corner, but we also have another Tell thing, me
0: about The Cozy Corner.
1: Which is a thing So that we do in New Orleans as well, which is basically a... So we started out in music videos, doing music videos for real cheap. I'm talking $150 a pop. Yeah. And then we kind of realized that that wasn't going to last very long. No, And um, so then we had always been fascinated by that show. I didn't even sell NPR's Tiny Desk Concert. Mm-hmm. So we'd always been fascinated by that show, and so we slowly transitioned that into our own show where we film musicians which in a cozy space, which happens to be my uh, living room space still, because yeah. um, it's a pretty cozy space. And um, we film one set of a song, and uh, and then we interview them. And so it's very similar to the setup of uh, Tiny, Desk. Tiny Desk, but for people that are in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. And uh, the show has been running every Sunday for uh i think like over almost two years now so it's so we've just had tons of artists come through the house and um and now it started to like kind of pick up a little bit because we had just had uh tank and the bangas on the show which, which is a cool. big deal because they've yeah. also been
0: on Tiny. They, desk. <laughs> they were the
1: first winners of the tiny desk yeah. um submission contest so it was so they were they were making so many jokes about it um uh when they were there they're a crazy bunch um but um, but yeah, so I mean, it's been this awesome thing that we do that we have since separated its branding from ours, and that's added to the Cozy Corner. You get some really cool stuff where I was like, there's this musician called Maggie Kerner, and I don't know if you've heard her, but uh, she did this solo piece of this one song that she had, and i was like dang this is such a good song i've been listening to it over and over again and i mean i went and listened to the the one she actually recorded in the studio with her band and i'm I'm thinking man honestly i like i like this version of the cozy corner better it's just so acoustic so live so raw and uh you just get you just uh, sometimes uh for me it has this like almost semi kind of country feel that it kind of get got you know with just a guitar and her voice and um and I like that, just that raw, punchy guitar, um, mm-hmm. uh, that punchy country guitar music. Punchy country, like, you oh know my what gosh. I'm saying? Like, like I mean, a bar. I listen. I'm the kind of person that listens to Chris Stapleton on 1.25 speed, you know. Yeah. And I'm like, you know how that? I was listening. Uh, my, my business partner always makes fun of me because there's that he does that song "Parachute," you know. And I listen to that song at 1.5 speed. I was actually in Baton Rouge when I first heard that song at the Texas Club. Oh. I, I don't know if you've ever been there, but I was, have. Oh well, that's an interesting place. That's some country. That, that I filmed. We filmed a, a country cover band. And uh, they, did a, they did this, um, they were doing all these country songs, a lot of Chris Stapleton songs, and I heard that song, but they were doing the same thing, where they were singing his song at such a fast tempo, and I was like, oh, yeah, I, I like this song. And then I went back and actually listened to the song, and I was like, oh, it's really slow. It's like, oh, okay, well... But now, but thanks to the advent of YouTube, I can put it on Yeah, my you can change speed, it. You know, so. My
0: boyfriend does that on YouTube because he watches a lot of like um, guitar gear tutorials and
1: Oh, I do things. that too. too and so, yeah, you just...
0: Phew. Well, he he makes it yeah. faster or slower because if he's trying to learn a song, he can uh, make it slower and watch. Yeah, yeah, but it's faster. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's like, I don't care about all this. And it's like... Beep, yeah, yeah, yeah. like you know, chipmunk yeah. voice. Yeah. But yeah. That's funny that they have that on there now.
1: Ship of, ship of fun, those fools. I'm going to... Yeah. Yeah, right. something just
0: happened with the mic. I don't even know. But that's about the end of this anyways.
1: So, Hey.
0: Um. So you said Instagram is where you oh, can yeah. find Comfy Stone Films oh, yeah. and Cozy oh, Corner. Yeah.
1: And the, like, you could go to our website, too. Our website's pretty cool, you know, I guess. All right. You know, I link it's, all it's, these it's things in the thing. show notes. A thing.
0: If you're listening, I don't know if anyone ever goes to the show notes, but I put a lot of effort into making them. Oh, do So wow. jordanheffler.com slash show notes. There will be a page for this specific interview with all the links to the stuff we talked about. Uh, and you can listen to it there, too, which, obviously, if you're listening now, you don't need to go there to listen to it. It's so meta. Um, but anyways, thanks so much for coming on the show, Josh.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, it was a pleasure having me. This is such a fun time. I've never uh, experienced such a lovely podcasting environment, but wow.
0: Wowie, yeah, wow, wow. You did great. You're very articulate and oh, clear voice. Like wow. You can hear everything you're saying really good. Oh, my I'm goodness. bad about talking really fast and kind of like blah, 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 so... I hope I cut out
1: all of my likes in my... Oh, someone...
0: Oh, I had my... If you're listening, I hate you. Someone gave me a one-star podcast review. I was like 50, like, five-star, and then one one one-star. And it said... uh, What did it say? It said, like... Dot, 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 snooze fest. Like... And I was just like... I say, like, what? a lot, but I own it. Like, I'm a sorority girl. Like, what do you want what? from me? But someone no. went out of their way to give me a one-star review wow. and say snooze fest. And wow. I was like, man, I have a hater. Wait, hair. so were
1: they, were they like, talking about... Oh, shoot, I said... Were, were they I talking say, like, all about, the time. It's over. Were me. they talking about... The fact that you said like too much, or were they making think they a were double? Making, I think
0: they were making fun a of me. It double said, strike. It said like dot 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 snooze fest like, and I read that. That sounds and like was, Mean like, Girls
1: level. I know, yeah. and I'm like, wow. who do I
0: have a hater? Ooh. And then their username was something weird, and I was like, I don't know who this Money. is. And so I googled just the username, and nothing came up. And I was like, huh, oh man, someone little, really hated um, it enough to wow, like go out of their way
1: to create a weird, funky username.
0: I know. So. Man. Guess I got a hater, which is no. great. But I say like all the time, like it's just. Uh,
1: I you it know is, it's
0: our generation too. It, it's just, it
1: definitely. Is. I mean, I notice it definitely is, and I notice that I do it a lot more in good confidence. You know, mm-hmm. especially when you're with people of this. If, if I'm with another it's person, it's a conversational in my podcast. You know? This is That's not CNN.
0: Like well,
1: when I get into a business meeting, I suddenly I perk up and I start using my words. Uh, but even today, I was in this business meeting with this law firm. And they're a little bit of a hipper law firm. Uh, they have Street Fighter in the firm, so I'm, uh, you know, they're trying to be cool. Um, and, but I noticed that as I'm speaking, it just sounds so the juxtaposition of my speech sounds so funny because I'll just be talking about these hardened concepts of video production that I'm an expert on I'm the, the industry leader of it I know what I'm talking about and then I just suddenly say like and I'm thinking and I'm, in the back of my head I'm thinking that just must sound like a weird juxtaposition And but then I, I as I heard that I turned around and like I pulled back and I started listening to him talk, and man, he was just firing out likes like they were just. It hot just candy. is. What and I was it like, is. Oh,
0: okay, cool. And I am gonna own it because yeah. this just who I am. And I'm not, and I don't care. <laughs> like, I'm yeah, not you know, a CNN news yeah. and even if I was, they would have to hire me if they liked uh, the way I spoke. And yeah. so I'm gonna say like and sound yeah. like an idiot. And I think uh, that's part of the charm: is that yeah. you sound like an idiot, but then you know what you're doing.
1: Mm. You know, that's what they say. You know, that's why you, that's why people like the uh, that's the uh, appeal of the southern accent because they always say you talk like southern accent. People already think you're, you're you know you, that think you're on the down low. You know, you start talking on the up low. You yeah. know, you think when well, you start you have you have ways to go up instead of ways to go down. You mm-hmm. know, so you know. You well,
0: sometimes like I listen accent. back to my podcasts because I kind of block out when I talk. I don't know what I'm saying, and then I go back and listen, oh, it, and I'm yeah. like, that was our arti- look at me. Yeah. I knew a big word. Like, ooh. oh, that happens.
1: That happens to me when I interview people. Yeah, sometimes like, I'm a lot smarter yeah. than I think yeah. i am so and sometimes i'm a lot weirder than i think i am yeah that so, too. Yeah.
0: i just talk too fast that's always the issue but mm. anyways i gotta go see a day to remember so and i gotta go see a guy about a thing all right hey y'all thanks so much for listening to do what you want radio as always you can find all the tools and links that are referenced in this week's episode at do what you want in the show notes if listening to this podcast has brought you any value at all Please take a moment to go subscribe, rate, and review Do What You Want Radio so that I can continue to reach creatives just like you and me. Doing this podcast is a lot of fun, but it takes a lot of work as well, and I do it all by myself. So I really appreciate those of you who keep listening week after week. You've already dedicated a lot of your time to listening to my voice, talking too fast probably, but if you're not tired of me yet, you can keep up with me, my photography work, and the creative services, products, and workshops I offer at jordanheffler.com and at jordanheffler on Instagram. If you want to be hardcore informed, subscribe to my weekly newsletter to get a free branding worksheet, as well as weekly tips and promotional offers for my digital products and merchandise like Lightroom presets, Instagram overlays, t-shirts, hats, and everything else you didn't know you needed. You can sign up at jordanheffler.com slash subscribe. Thanks again for tuning in to Do What You Want Radio. I just want to let you know that you're probably doing a great job and you probably deserve a beer. So go get one. See you next week.